So Tony, there's a special service. We're very happy to welcome back to our pulpit one of today's great liberal religious orators and Pastor Chief J. Williams Howard. Pastor Chief J. and I met a decade ago at the Illinois State Capitol in Springfield, appearing with a group of interfaith clergy in support of legislation that would make civil unions legal in Illinois for same-gender couples. Over the years, we've also collaborated on fair wage advocacy in support of the Black Lives Matter movement, or basically anything TJ lets me know is important to him, as I have learned to trust implicitly his instincts around social justice issues and initiatives. TJ is a graduate of New York Theological Seminary, worked as a chaplain at Beth Israel Hospital in New York, and has most recently served as at the First Congregational Church of Glen Ellen, Illinois. His numerous public speaking engagements have included addressing the World AIDS Conference, Reverend Al Sharpton's Reclaim the Dream March, and the National Equality Prayer Service in Washington, D.C. In 2014, T.J. served on the U.S. State Department's Religion and Foreign Policy Working Group, sponsored by then-President Obama and Secretary of State John Kerry. T.J. and his husband Brad live in Chicago and were the first gay couple to be legally married at New York's historic Riverside Church. Please help me welcome back to our pulpit the incomparable T.J. Williams Howe. So y'all, So it's a struggle sometimes to get a short. Hey y'all. What is up? It is good to be in this house. It is good to be in my Wisconsin home with my brothers and sisters, with all of y'all who are fighting for justice and fighting for equality in this state. Challenging the conservative voices who dare to try to limit a, a woman's right to choose, who dare to try to challenge uh, LGBTQI rights. My, uh, my, my, uh, my, uh, my pronouns, thank you, thank you. So, I, you know, I, I mean, I may look 40-something, but I'm actually 80-something. Um, <laughs> amen, y'all. Um, <laughs> Uh, so my pronouns are, are he and his, um, and sometimes, hey girl. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I would like to, uh, to welcome, uh, so you know, I will get in trouble um, if I don't. Um, it will be a long night sleeping if I don't. So I have to welcome my hubby, um, my best friend, my, my partner in this work to dismantle uh, issues of injustice, my hubby Brad Hogger. So, 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 so I want you all. <laughs> so again, it is good to be in this house and with you, my brothers and sisters, um, who have been doing some awesome historic work. Um, I'm actually going to go to the last part of this uh, historic text. 
Both Philip and the eunuch went down to the water, where Philip baptized him. And when they came out of the, of the water, the Lord's Spirit suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way, rejoicing. Philip found himself in Asuka's. He traveled through that area, preaching the good news in all the cities until he reached Cassatras. Well, in TJ's version, Philip traveled throughout red states, preaching about justice, demanding equality. He traveled throughout the South, and he stopped in Wisconsin, and he stopped in Ohio, yeah. preaching in all the cities until he reached Cassius. Pray with me as we tag prophetic topic, the oppressed builds movement. Shall we pray? God of the universe, stop by here. God of the universe, uh, stop by here. Hide us behind, hide me behind. The blood of those who have gone before to do your work of justice so that I will be out of sight and you will be the focus. God of the universe, stop by here so that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable. And I cite my God, our God, and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Marginalization is the process of pushing a specific group or groups of people to the edge of society by not allowing them an active voice, identity, or place in our society. Some individuals identify with multiple marginalized groups. We represent all who may experience further discrimination as a result of their racial identity, including traveling and flying while black, barbecuing while black, y'all heard of barbecue Betty, shopping while black, working while black, profiling by the police while black, being a president who has been kissed by nature's son as others demand to see his birth certificate while black. Sexual orientation and gender and patriarchy can create margin marginalization to our sisters, sweeping legislation moves across this nation, daring to separate a woman's relationship with the God who created her body. We see rape being affirmed 
by being tired of consensual rape. Black and brown bodies have been pushed to the margins of society for over 2,000 years. Black lives do matter. I'm ashamed of the state of, of the future. And I worry about the safety of my nieces and nephews, my play sisters, and the state of my birth, which is Ohio, who has declared war on a woman's body. LGBT folks are marginalized while wanting to build family. LGBT folks are marginalized while planning a funeral for a loved one. LGBT folks while adopting children, LGBT while being an immigrant, LGBT with a homophobic vice president and president of the United States with efforts of dismantling the work of equality. Siblings, all of us who are marginalized within this nation have a common denominator with marginalized people of the world. Dr. King warned us in his speech against the, against the Vietnam War when he spoke at the Riverside Church, when he said a nation will be judged on how it treats its poor. But I will say, I will include in it, that a nation will be judged on how it treats those who comes to its borders seeking asylum the continued abuse, and what has been promised in the actions of today, in this part in national policy, speeding out in our local governments. Our Latino brothers and sisters standing at the border are marginalized for seeking shelter and refuge from their homeland that has poverty and violence. All a civil spoon, president, who refused to serve because he has burned, he, because he has heel issues. But I digress, my brothers and sisters. As the so-called leader of the free world vilifies these groups and places their children, brown children, will have lived with the trauma of being ripped from their parents' arms. Oh, just three weeks ago, we saw the image of a father and daughter lying on a riverbank who had drowned trying to cross the river. This is not where we should end up. This is not who we shall identify with as a nation. If you are a people of faith, and you can justify and excuse the death of a father and daughter whose only crime is being poor and brown, then perhaps you need to review your faith. Where has our moral compass gone? Are we proud that we are a nation turning away the tired and the poor? A nation? Oh will be judged by history and how it treats those who seek asylum. LGBT children and the poor. 
Palestinians, Muslims, our trans siblings, those who are Christian who dare to claim affiliation with the Jesus of Nazareth and yet marginalize our brothers and sisters in humanity will face a separation from the, from the divine. Separation with one another. Separation with humanity. It's in the Bible. <laughs> I didn't say it. It's my favorite line. It's in the Bible, TJ didn't say it. It's in the Bible. Brother Eric didn't say it. It's in the Bible. Do you, you, denomination didn't say it. It's in the Bible. The United Church of Christ didn't say it. It's in the Bible. The Presbyterian USA didn't say it. It's in the Bible. The American Baptist churches didn't say it. It's in the Bible. The Episcopal Church, ah, they didn't say it. Matthew 7.23 said it. He concludes, Jesus concludes his sermon on the mountain with a warning about authentic faith. Jesus says the following words. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? And I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Micah says, the question was proposed to Jesus. What does the Lord require of me? Jesus responds, so boy. But to do justice and to love with mercy and to walk humbly with God. In the city of Kenosha School District, y'all are grappling with a teacher whose entitlement includes that of using the violence of racism white supremacy that easily slips off her tongue just like Chick-fil-A grease. <laughs> Had to add that, <laughs> Can I say it again? <laughs> In the Kenosha School District, they're grappling with the teacher whose entitlement includes that of using the violence of racism and white supremacy that slipped off her tongue just as easy as Chick-fil-A <laughs> Teacher has children black and white in her care. Racism is learned and white supremacy is enacted in our system just like just like homophobia and just like transphobia. 19-year-old Guadalupe Perez, a, a gay teen, experienced bullying from the time when he was three years old. He's now standing up to the Kenosha 
United School District and sending a clear message that enough is enough. The school district for being complicit in homophobia. That the disproportionate incarceration of black Wisconsin bodies understands the justice system who sees its faithfulness while understanding its inequality of black lives haven't mattered, who are marginalized. We must see through our privilege and see through the connections that we have with one another because there is work to do. I remember clearly about my cousin Chad whose religious, the religious violence took a toll on him. Chad was deeply connected to white evangelicalism. Yes, anomaly, my, my loved ones are African American. But as tradition and conservative ideology with their moral and social view of theology defining the idea of who Christ is. I remember one of his aunts telling him that he wasn't good enough, but that he would never find love and that he would never find his divine purpose because of his sexual orientation. The violence of their words began to kill his spirit and promoted negative physical impacts that were obvious to those of us who walked with I remember running into him in a gay bar called The Mix. Yes, I was getting my groove on that man. <laughs> but I saw my beloved, my buddy, my childhood friend. And I noticed the pain that he was in there. I made my way to speak words of his life. This was to remind him of who and whose he was, that not believing the violence of homophobia. His response to me, that that wasn't his story, and maybe one day I will be able to share his story. Chad believed the lies of death spoken into his life. Long before we closed the coffin on his body, I am not saying that the perpetrators of homophobia in this case are bad, but I am, but I believe that they are victims as well as perpetrators. You see, they are victims of white supremacy and systematic oppression that is fueled by theology and ideology that is weaponized to kill the oppressed, if not literally, spiritually, Social. Brothers and sisters, marginalized communities. This kind of ideology uses, is used to separate marginalized communities. This kind of, of ideology lives within our theology and shuts the doors on the ideals of equality within human rights that creates the foundation for marginalization. Chad's body was found in 2005 
not too far from First Unitarian Church of Youngstown, the church that I preached at just a few weeks ago. How I wish today, how I wish that he understood the political and social theological assault of his spirit. How I wish that those who targeted his spirit with such blatant assault on his soul understood the connection, connection to political and social oppression. Black families are not safe when in the midst of churches that lie and ignore the identity of the historic Jesus. Yes, I'm referring to Rob Hayden. <laughs> I like calling him out. Even to take the video and kind of send it to me. Because that's how I roll. <laughs> Folks like Rod Parsley of World Harvest Church, Emmanuel Ministries in Youngstown, Ohio, Highway Tabernacle, Paula White, who lives out her identity as, as a spiritual advisor to Trump. I'm sorry, I laughed at that one. <laughs> spiritual advisor. <laughs> Y'all. These churches not only support theological and ideological abuse of LGBT folks, but they also expose the theology of white supremacy with a coding of personal piety that distracts black and brown Americans from social and political responsibility for one another. In these traditions, I see people proclaim their love for Jesus while leaving out justice. I've seen women with bruises all over their bodies, permanently scarred on their souls from having been loved too intensely by some man. I've seen homeless LGBT kids who have been loved out on the street by families with Jesus dripping from their lips, loved into suicide and self-hatred that is lived out from in the forms of alcoholism, drug abuse, self-cutting and resulting in death sin with our beloved Chad. I will say his name, Chad Plainscale. I will say his name, Chad Plainscale. So that his spirit will hear us and feel us on this Pride Sunday. Chad Plainscale. And thousands of others, of other trans and LGBT children who have been murdered all over, all over America this past year. We say their names and we carry the light of their souls and our spirits that will empower us to do what needs to be Too many deaths, too many funerals started to kill our LGBT brothers and sisters. 
long before the coffins were filled. Because that's what bad theology does. That's what the theology of white supremacy does. There, there is a connection between the theology of white supremacy and the theology of homophobia and transphobia. Oh, it can't be disconnected. Brothers and sisters, I've seen people kicked off food stamps by Christian politicians who announce their love with words like personal responsibility, sensitizing the poor. I've seen people who claim to follow Jesus' love, but yet forget it that Jesus' family were immigrants, escaping into Egypt, trying to find a safe place to raise their child over a king within, with, with a lack of, uh, of character and integrity. Oh, y'all, it sounds familiar, right? He may wear an expensive suit, but I call it a cheap suit with cheap character. You're wonderful. <laughs> Amen, Historically, white supremacy has been wounding black bodies while, de while deleting the, de the theology of marginalization. Theology combined with white supremacy has caused us to hurt our children. Howard Thurman, theolo theologian and mentor to, to Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King had strong things to say about the institutional church in the early and mid 20th century, continued to support a legacy of discrimination and segregation, splitting the body of Christ along lines of race and denying full humanity to many of his members. In his seminar, 1949, the book, Jesus and the Disinherited, Thurman was among the first to point out the similarities between Jesus' circumstances as a member of an oppressed minority in Roman Palestine and that of American blacks and other minorities living in early 20th century America. But Thurman asked, what does religion say? What does Jesus have to say? to those whose backs are against the wall. Jesus' back was against the wall. Thurman pointed out that while he responded with the one positive option, available to the oppressed, it's a special meaning for LGBT lives and asylum seekers and women marching against the attack on their bodies. For Palestinian lives and Black Lives Matter today, Thurman met hate with love and counseled his followers to love their enemies. For in doing so, their hearts might be open, might be open to God as well. Oh, but don't get it twisted, my siblings. That although I love my brothers and sisters like Rob Parsley and Mr. Hayden. I will speak out against marginalization and white supremacy with a white supreme orange-haired leader, a 
That is what God requires us to do. That is what our faith requires us to do. I will speak the truth of love for all God's people against the perpetrators of homophobia, white supremacy, of Islamophobia, and xenophobia until hate is extracted from the bloodline of, American D, of the American DNA, from our faith communities, and society in general. I will never sit idly by while they line their pockets off the backs of the oppressed. Chad's blood is on the money that is made from companies like Chick-fil-A with their lack of moral compass. Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch are, are in Ethiopia, a place that is known as the end of the earth. The eunuch was sent away by the people who belonged to his faith tradition, his family and his colleagues, and his pastors. So he was looking for another place to worship, and then had, had an encounter with Philip and a date with destiny. That changed the whole life of the eunuch. In the historic context, Philip's work within the early church to create new movements, much like the founders of this tradition, who built a firm foundation for the prophetic denomination that you sit in today. In 1825, you established the American Unitarian Association. Universalist churches followed a different path, having begun as an independent congregation, working toward the bounds of the established Puritan churches, entirely living out God's call to be something different, spoke within diverse communities with a different kind of message and a different kind of swagger. Without this movement, Others would have been slow to respond in the work of segregation, of human sexuality. Siblings, you gave us movement makers like John Haynes Holmes, who fought for racial justice, pastor of the Community Church of New York. You partnered with African Americans in 1909 in a movement called the NAACP, National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. Let us not forget Sister Rosa Parks, who refused to give up her bus seat to a white man and was arrested. You helped fund that. You helped stand with her and others who walked with her. This sparked an active movement for black citizens to boycott riding buses in Montgomery, Alabama which brought the bus company to its knees, made to lose some money. Sister Viola Liso, who sacrificed her life for the movement to promote racial justice, when she joined her brothers and sisters to protest for the Selma to Montgomery, because her heart and her faith told her to stand up for equality and human rights. The Women's Alliance of First Unitarian Church of Dallas began to study the issue of abortion. They invited Virginia Whitehall, 
a volunteer at Planned Parenthood to speak to them on the issue of her persuasive and personal talk. That rallied for a woman's right to choose and to keep women from dying. This was a faith-rooted response for a woman's right to choose. We can't give up when there is much work to do, brothers and sisters. The story of the of a eunuch and Philip illustrates how a vision for a new move, movement can come during the most challenging times in our lives and in our history. The eunuch was kicked out of his community and was not allowed to worship in his tradition. Oh, what somehow on the road known as the end of the earth, Ethiopia, known as the end of the earth. The eunuch and Philip found one another because movements find their strength where two or more people are gathered together. He made him a new friend named Philip who asked him if he wanted something new. All brothers and sisters, Bradford Community Church, Unitarian Universalists, according to your website, you identify your identity is found in your history that is lived out in your present culture, challenges of today, that is lived out in your community and in our collective hope. You have done that work. And oh, what a future of justice and equality lives and embodies in this community. Brothers and sisters, if everyone can stand all over the century, come forward. Let's, let's have a little liberal altar call. In all of the fabulousness of who God has created, everyone come forward. Come to the altar, y'all. <laughs> I grew, I grew up in a tradition where the altar is sacred. It is where we are committed to the work of justice. It is where we are. To one another. It is where we celebrate our marriages, and it is where we are celebrated when we go home. Perhaps you are here today, and you have you are struggling with being ostracized from your family. Perhaps you are here today because you're MSNBC and CNN, and you feel discouraged by all that you see. By LGBT folks who are dying, by black and brown bodies whose bloods are flowing, whose blood is flowing through the streets of America. Stop by and tell me. 
that the Creator isn't done, for you, done with you, beloved. That the one who created you forms you within your mother's and knew every hair on your head. I stopped by to tell you that the story of justice is not done. But there's a radical movement that is found in the work that we do with one another. I finished. But we are collectively Sing for our love. 